Grab a red shirt, flash your W's. It's game day, Wisconsin. David Gilroy from the three. 
Wisconsin lost to Minnesota. Okay. And P.J. Fleck was like jumping up and down before the game was over. I think he cried tears of joy potentially. And I was just like, wow, what a loser. And I went on a big rant, and Minnesota fans on Twitter did not like me very much. That is what it is. Um, I, I just don't like P.J. Fleck. So this started when he was jumping up and down the sideline before the end of the game last year. Uh, y- yes, yes. But I've yeah. always not liked yeah, P.J. He's Fleck. Always, that yeah, wasn't the beginning he's of my disdain. Yeah. Yeah. That was not the beginning of my roots. disdain. Yeah, right. But uh, that was certainly the peak of my disdain. So uh, you guys can talk all about that next week. Luckily, I'm off. I don't have to deal with PJ Schmuck. So anyway, we do have to deal with the three and seven Nebraska Cornhuskers today. Two and five in conference play. One of the worst teams in the Big Ten. They fire Scott Frost. What was that at Mercy after week negative two or something like that? <laughs> not week zero. No, it's shortly true, it's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was that's Stroh's favorite. Week two I think it was. Week it was, two. It was yeah. yeah, I think it's third third game. They, they of the waited season. a couple games. They should. There was a couple games where they lost early, yeah. and then people were like, "Just get him out of there." And then they stuck with him another week. And then they finally got rid of him, and then they're in some turmoil. Yeah, they lost to they lost to Northwestern, as you remember, Ooh. in Dublin, That's where there right. was a lot of free beer to. Uh, That's right. Of course, right. Huskers yeah. fans get through that the situation. Like a long time ago, it was a long time ago. But yeah, everyone was like, "Up, oh, it's over," and then they waited like two more weeks yeah. to actually pull the trigger. You remember, like, there was that difference in his buyout. Of like fifteen million dollars, if they would have waited three yep. more weeks, but they're like, no, can't do it. Any can't longer. wait that long. Now it was a really embarrassing loss too, right? It was yeah. like an yeah. FCS team or something like that. It was something yeah. that they've had very, some terrible losses. Yeah, where they just needed to send a send a message. That's so funny. All the boosters are like, we'll pay it, we'll pay it, get him out of the building, <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever it is, get him out. <laughs> yeah, it was after the uh, Georgia Southern loss. Georgia oh, Southern. There God. you go. Yeah. yeah, they opened the season with a thirty-one to twenty-eight loss in Dublin, as mentioned, to Northwestern. They beat North Dakota week two, or week one, rather. That's huge. Huge Huge game. That was week one. Week one. Yeah, because they lost to Northwestern in the stupidest branding of all time in week zero. (laughs) Uh, And then week two, which was their third game of the season. I'm not good at math by any means, but that math does not add up. Your third game in week two. But nonetheless, Georgia Southern beat Nebraska in Lincoln. 45-42, 45-42, to 42, and that was the end of the Scott Frost era. Wow, a classic. 45-42, Georgia, Georgia Southern. How about that? I, I mean, we all know that's a great, great program, right? Oh, they absolutely. win a lot of football yeah. games every year. You know, year. classic program like Nebraska. Yeah. Just clash of the Titans there. Just blue blood. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised the Scott Frost era didn't work out, to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, they, he I was mean, awesome. I think we all yeah, are. Yeah. 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 It just he seemed like the right guy for the job. A good combination of players, coach, but tough. And Nebraska you know, alum, exactly. And he had done a ton of success there. And he just took what UCF. Yeah. He brought them to to kind of a twelve and bit of glory. So yeah. I'm just surprised that didn't work. But I'm, it's you think not they're easy. gonna you think they're gonna go like the Nebraska? You know, have those sort of roots route again for their next coach? I don't know because at this point it's all a coach coaching culture at this point. Like, what's next for them? I, I mean. That's got to be really scary. You think about like kind of the uncertainty here, but you got Jimmy Leonard that you have, and you're thinking this guy deserves a shot. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, there, you went to your guy. You already and, and, went to your and guy, it and it failed and miserably. Totally. So what's next? I think that's the hard reality, probably for them coming to grips of like, hey, this isn't 1985 anymore. Yeah. Sticking with a kind of a, a bloodline type of candidate, that can be really risky. I can understand the temptation in it, and we're doing it here too, right? Like we love looking at what are the Wisconsin threads and and all that. But gosh, I think if you need a program reset, there's nothing wrong with going outside the family. And and count, look at look at Wisconsin. I mean, Alvarez was not yeah. a Wisconsin guy all those years ago, and we just needed an injection 
of newness and identity and sometimes it can just be really dangerous to go with a guy that's in the family and one thing i'll say about that is we talked about this a couple weeks ago is it gets a little more risky year by year when you have these coaches that sort of don't work out and you're used to be a big time great blue blood program every year you're kind of not in that mix it's another year where it's harder and harder to convince a big time coach to come and like help reset the machine because you're now years and years removed from being like an all-star top-of-the-line program for us that's why it was very important to nail it before you kind of get in that it's sort of like a purgatory just like you're you're not the worst but you're not at the best and you need to figure it out soon yeah i mean to your point like it's almost like you have to wait for the absolute rock bottom so the guy can come in and be like i'm going to restore you to total glory Mm -hmm. and you have total control over the program too because i was thinking about when barry came in i mean he ran 50 guys out of this program that was one of the first things he did was like the talent level's not here um can you do that unless you're at rock bottom yeah, you, you, yeah you it's hard to, to be in the middle because they're like, well, we got yeah. a little bit of this. This yep. kind of works. Yep. This doesn't. And then you can't necessarily like have free reign to do whatever you need to do to change it. Exactly. Nah. Nebraska is a really interesting case study just because they were a program 90s, 80s, even like early 2000s and down to Sue, where they were top tier, always ranked, always in the Big 12 championship game. A lot of fanfare when they came and joined the Big 10. So, But you take four years or so of irrelevance and nobody thinks about Nebraska anymore. I, I imagine they're struggling no. to get recruits. Um, they're just not a threat anymore. It's it's almost a joke right? Mm-hmm. With, with where Nebraska's at. I don't think Wisconsin's heading there, but that is the sort it's of a, ta- tail end probability yeah. that could happen. Yeah. So you just have to stay relevant in college football. I, that was the number one concern that I heard when I talked to people these last few years when Paul's teams just had not been the same and, and the feeling was not the same in the program. It was this fear-based Nebraska mentality of like that's that's what could happen to you. Yeah. If you if you stray away from your you know if you're dissatisfied with 8 and 4 um, that's what could happen because it goes back to like the Frank Solich firing there and that's what everyone says in their mind, Pelini like, oh, too. if we yeah. only had Frank Solich. And then, yeah, even Pelini. I mean, like, you look at where he was, and he had them in the Big Ten title game against Wisconsin yeah. in 2012. So uh, they had they had guys in there who were maintaining success, but it just wasn't what they wanted. It was that in-between that we were talking Correct. about. Like, yeah. Little, little risky, little risky for Nebraska. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Mickey Joseph, their interim head coach, um, you know, a lot of, uh, at least from what I've seen, and Mertzi, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but Huskers fans like him. And he said a couple weeks ago, and I know uh, Nebraska Twitter almost burned down when he said he had not interviewed for the head coaching position quite yet. Um, so nobody's exactly sure what's going on at Nebraska. But worth, worst case for Mickey Joseph, I, I looked up to see if the job had been posted. Uh, the only uh, head coaching position I'm seeing open in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, is at Weight Watchers. So I don't think uh, they've posted the job yet. <laughs> Uh, but I guess if all else fails, Mickey Joseph can go work at the Weight Watchers in Lincoln, Nebraska. There's so. an opening, yeah. There, so. there's, a few, actually, few, there's a head coach and then two studio coach positions. So uh, plenty of opportunity at the Weight Watchers. Yeah, so he's got a backup plan. Yeah, as everybody should, <laughs> right? As everybody should. Plan A and B. But you, you guys were talking about it, right? It is, it, Wisconsin's not quite too Nebraska bad. But uh, they are starting to see maybe some of those issues as, uh, what was it this week, two or three recruits have now flipped. Um, their commitment from the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, it was to, a bad week for that. Due to no decision, right? I mean, it's it's the lack of, okay, uh, Jim Leonard has not been hired as the full-time head coach yet, so we don't know what is going to happen here. Why would we go to Wisconsin? Why would I risk it, right? And that's that's the question. On an already 
not so great recruiting. It was class. not a great class, yeah. which is why I think that Macintosh will kind of just like you know what. Long term, I think this is a better move. I got to do it this way. Like we've talked about, you got to do the process. You lose a couple three stars that are linemen and stuff like that. You hope you could get some back. You're probably not going to get all of them back. It's probably going to be a bad class. But then you have a long-term solution and a long-term plan. You better hope that we are active in the transfer portal as yeah. well, which is which is great and scary for us in a time like this because we can bring in some guys and maybe there's some opportunities that we can lure in some guys from around the country. But we also open up the doors to losing our own guys. And I'll say this, Jimmy Leonard is not set up for success right now between – trying to implement his identity in the program. Not easy doing that midway through. But he even said last week in the postgame, talking about Braylon Allen and the rumors to Michigan, I have to recruit my own guys. So not only is he trying to get on the recruiting trail, you know, find new recruits to come in, plus convince the current commitments to stay, plus all the guys that you want to stay on the program to stay, but you don't even know if you have the authority to do that. And, so yeah. he's, he's in a tough position. And you got to win on Saturdays as well. So right. like, yeah, you got to <laughs> qualify for a bowl game. Like, geez, like too much on his plate right now. If he's able to handle it, then you get a bowl game out of this. You get a couple guys back. You, you, you center it down, hopefully before the bowl game. I'm not sure if he'd wait till after. Probably after the regular season is when he'd make that final. And then you kind of have your sort of stability. He's got time to kind of relax and figure out where exactly he wants to go. Transfer portal, different staff. He, they could bring type, different guys from different schools if he yeah. ends up doing that, which he should. And then you can make a little bit of a rebuild there in certain aspects of the team. Well, to talk about this Braille and Allen stuff, and we'll get more into it in a bit, but uh, you know, last week we talked about how he went on a, a radio program in the state, essentially said, you know, if Jim Leonard's here, I'll be here, uh, you know, with the rumors swirling of him following Mike Hart, who is the Michigan running backs coach on social media. I love 2022, and we overanalyze literally everything. Just following people. Yeah. So much like that. That's who like- do you follow on Twitter? Should we worry? Any other like like station? Yeah, yeah. 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 Am I being recruited? Yeah, you might be. You might be. I recruit Colin Russo. Uh, look, but but at the end of the day, you know, it's fascinating to me to see how these guys are rallying behind Jim Leonard, right? Keanu Benton and Rutledge and Hamilton this week, which you hear weekdays two to four on one hundred point five ESPN in Madison. Said, yeah, if I was a sophomore, I'm going wherever Jimmy's going, right? He's not a sophomore. He's going to the NFL after this year. But, uh, you know, Keanu Benton said, if I was a sophomore like, like Braylon, I'm following Jimmy wherever he is. So, thought that was, that was interesting comments. And I feel like a lot of guys in the locker room feel that way about the interim head coach, Jim Leonard, who I think all of us still agree will not be the interim head coach for very long. He will be the permanent head coach at some point. But the longer you wait to make a decision, the worst things get, and we saw that this week with two recruits flipping their commitment from the University of Wisconsin. I think that's what's frustrating, right? Is because we all see the writing on the wall. We see how great of a coach he is, how much the guys follow him and want to be led by him, and he's just the right guy for the program. It would take something that would be a seismic shock for him, for McIntosh not to go with Jim Leonard. And the longer we wait, it's it's kind of like a badly kept secret, right? We're all kind of pretending and all playing the role of, oh yeah, gee, we need to keep it open, and you know we go, need to go through the process, which we all agree we need to go through. We just wish it'd hurry up a little bit and stop kind of lying to ourselves and others. We just need to get to it. It's a bit just a badly kept secret right now, in my opinion. I mean, can you imagine as we were talking a couple weeks ago about uh, Bo Schembechler coming in for uh, for an interview in the '60s that was a shadow interview? You get a call from McIntosh. Hey, I'm really interested in talking to you about this this football coaching job. You'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you want right. me there. Uh, this could be a great yeah. interview. Yeah. I can't wait. 
just filling a slot on the inter- <laughs> on the interview t- table. Like right. I don't know. But also, he's got to do his process. He does. He will. Two more weeks, probably, until you kind of get some more information in regard to this, and we're probably going to be able to ask him. I think that's optimistic. Sort of, yeah, I, I so? really do. I think really? that's optimistic. You don't think that I, week that week after the Nebraska game, no. you got to you hopefully have a bowl game. You don't think he's I, I hope, that out? I hope you're right, but I don't think you are. I I, I think there this is going to take time. I really do. I because McIntyre time, right? I'm going to do a full process. I'm going to do a full interview. I owe it to the university. The job hasn't been posted still. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm keeping an eye on that NCAA job board because obviously I'm going to apply for it. But I I, I, I really am. All jokes aside, Do you need character witnesses. Uh, yes. Okay. Are, are you talk to Brad? I was going to say, are you willing? Yeah. <laughs> I will. N- I, no I will. Time, I will Brad. put in a call straight to the top. All right. Good. As you <laughs> As you should. So we'll see. That, but the job hasn't been posted yet. They need to have it posted at least seven days. I imagine they'll do it longer than that. I don't think we have a decision until after the bowl game, which I do believe the Badgers will. Uh, I know we are going to do game picks later in the program, but I do think so. The like Badgers by the, uh, around the time of the new year. Yeah, yeah, that's about how long I think it will take. But we'll see. Uh, it is worth noting that Paul Christ, his announcement for being hired in 2014, came on December 17th. Yeah, it's a new AD. But, but that yeah. was the process yeah. that people weren't super thrilled about, right? Because that was, I mean, they went through a process, but that was always kind of their guy. Um, yeah, I'm just telling you guys the date so of the last 17th. time that they yeah. had a coach. Same was. thing for Gary Anderson too. That was uh, that was a mid December. I okay. think it's I think it's pretty typical. I, I mean, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen. That there wouldn't be a delay, but I would think that they're going to post it and get through the official part of it as you know on, uh, on Monday morning after I hope Minnesota. Yeah. I hope you're right. I'm just losing yeah. faith. I'm losing faith. I like the fact that Jimmy's putting some pressure on them as well. They every are. press, yeah. every press conference he gets, he's like, "Listen, guys. Yeah, I'm not talking to the reporters here. I'm talking to the athletic department. Right. I need." to get this done like geez i got losing guys left and right i like that and that's gonna hopefully mcintosh is not changing his mind in terms of how he's gonna do it but at least it tells him like all right he wants to get it done as as fast and as efficiently as i probably want to get it done well said he's colin russo adam or brad nortman i'm alex strofe with you live from the park bank espn madison studios on espn wisconsin college game day big opportunity coming up for jim leonard right he's looking to get bowl eligible the badgers for the 21st straight season and there's big trailers and big opportunities over at stoughton trailers and big just got even bigger with starting pay at stoughton trailers now 18 dollars an hour and up with hundreds of immediate openings in evansville stoughton and broadhead for both first and second shift opportunities for open positions, which include assemblers, welders, forklift drivers, that sounds like fun, and more, go to stowjobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. Well, if I don't uh, keep this job, if I don't get the head coaching job at Wisconsin, maybe I'll go drive a forklift for Stoughton Trailers. That doesn't sound like a bad idea at all. Everybody needs a plan B, like we said. <laughs> That's true. It's plan C, though. But plan A is head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers for me. And plan B is here. Uh, Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. (laughs) In Lincoln. Plan D is here. We'll we'll continue to talk about the Jim Leonard dilemma after this. CSPM Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Unfortunately, we have to recruit our own team every day right now. Um, I would never accuse any teams of tampering with your players, but teams are tampering with other people's players. And it's unfortunate to see uh, where it's at, but um, you know, I have to continue to show a clear vision. You know, I've mentioned it a number of times. The uncertainty 
it's going to cause people to look and see what the best decisions for their future are and we have to be real about that as coaches and that's why we have these conversations almost daily the Badgers interim head coach Jim Leonard. I'm not going to accuse uh, Brad Nortman of eating a donut, but somebody ate a donut. What? what? It was <laughs> me. It was me. I just, mean, they're right there. You you generously bought them. It would yeah, be I a did. shame. I did. Don't it, let it, those go to waste. I'm just won't. giving you a hard time. It would time. be insulting, in fact. No, I let's, didn't. let's each eat like four of them. Um, <laughs> but Jim Leonard there says, I'm not going to accuse anybody of tampering with players, but people are tampering with my players. I just don't understand why you lead that sentence with, I'm not going to do something when he does. I'd, anyway, uh, it is ESPN Wisconsin College game day. Jim Leonard there after last week's uh, loss calling teams out. This Braylon Allen drama has been very entertaining. Fun fun side story in the Wisconsin Badgers season. Hey, ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day brought to you in part by our friends over at Carbon World Health. And, and Carbon World Health sets itself apart from typical run-of-the-mill gyms by offering a comprehensive approach to training that addresses all of your needs, health, diet, fitness, hydration, vitamins, hormone optimization, recovery, and the list goes on. Their methods are proven to create sustainable, transformational fitness and health gains. And if you're worried about your health safety, don't worry. Carbon World Health, medically supervised by Dr. Nestor Rodriguez, who's a board-certified physician and medical director who implemented the same safety standards as his hospital at Carbon World Health. Experience the difference by signing up for Carbon World Health's six-week all-inclusive experience at an affordable cost. Go to CarbonWorldHealth.com for more information. That's CarbonWorldHealth.com. I'm Alex Strofe, Colin Russo, Adam Mertz, former Badger Brad Norton with you, leading you up to kickoff at 11 a.m., and guys, we continue to talk about the dilemma with Jim Leonard, right? It's it's the recruiting, both internally and externally, that takes a hit because of not taking that interim tag off, uh, and the list goes on. But Jim Leonard, I think he's the guy for the job. I'm just, as you can tell, very pessimistic about when they will actually go ahead and do that because I think it's him. But things are only going to get worse the longer you wait. That's just why I'm. That's why I'm so confused today. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to lose any big time factors on the team that are currently on internally. The you mean. Yeah, on the roster. I think recruits. Yeah, I think recruits are all up in the air, and he's going to have to go get them regardless. Go get it back regardless. And like they're just opening up recruitment again. They don't. They're not going to. Hopefully, they're not going to announce a commitment tomorrow. So, like, I'm sure they're going to keep that door open, but they kind of just need to see what's going on, but they want to hear from other schools as well. As long as you don't lose big-time factors internally, you've already had that window in which guys can transfer after the new head coach. As long as you know that these guys are at least going to give you to that bowl game to start figuring things out. And, again, hopefully if they go the typical route, if they have him announced and set in stone by mid-December, a little before the bowl game, then you could kind of build off a little momentum that he's the guy. They could kind of establish who they are, stick with what they got, and then then he could go through all that, all those uh, hula hoops got jumped through to uh, to get these guys back, or if he's going to go after new guys, transfer portal, whatever it may be. But as long as the guys internally with the team stay with it for the next three weeks, three and a half, then I think you'd be happy with the, sort of how the process is going. Hmm. I. I, I couldn't agree more about – I was thinking a little bit about that uh, during the break after our, our last segment about how important it is for the guys in that locker room to stick together at this point. This is what, like, if you, if you really believe in this program – I mean, frankly, like, even if you're not invested and you're going to leave, like, for the good of the program, for everything this has done for you, like, put together a unified front out there, compete, 
um, have each other's backs. Don't let all this distractions fall apart. You know, break apart the season that's going on. It, it would it could, things could go could unravel quickly. To your point, um, the one thing I'm going to throw out there on dates. This is where the the hiring search and the timing and everything lines up. December 21st is the early signing date, so I think you got to have that hire done at least a week before that, so that you can finish up what you can on the recruiting trail. Interesting. I absolutely agree with you on that one. To, to your point of the guys that are currently in the locker room, that's the beauty of football, right? I mean, the fabric of it, particularly the guys that Wisconsin brings in and recruits and is the, the general DNA of the team, it is guys that can persevere through the the ups and downs that aren't one to just jump ship necessarily. So I think for the short term, as far as keeping guys we want to keep, I think that will happen because I think guys want to get behind Jimmy and that's just that's just football. That's just Wisconsin football to be quite honest. I think the challenge will become on the recruiting end for one. I'll get to that in a second, but two, it's on the it's on the superstar. It is someone like Braylon Allen, right? Cuz think about it. What what if the Michigan rumor is true? What if they're going after him? If you're a Michigan running back, I think if you're a Wisconsin running back, you can do pretty good in NIL, things like that. That's the other interesting component of this. What is the are the donors, businesses, whatever? I'm not even sure how NIL works, to be quite honest. But are they offering Does anybody what, what if they're what if they're saying, What are you making now? We'll double it. And if you're making yeah. four hundred grand right now, you can make eight hundred. And like then the loyalty, you start looking at the un, you know the lack of clarity for Wisconsin, athletes, yeah. and you're like, well, wait, wait a minute, like I'm Braylon Allen, I'm getting hurt at the end of every year. I don't know if I'll make the NFL. This is my opportunity to actually make some money. So that's the other interesting wrinkle. It's not even just about loyalty; it's about self interest. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I think that is very interesting to maybe we're in jeopardy of losing some superstars. But even Jim Leonard, man, I I, I was recruited. If I had committed to Wisconsin, they fired. Coach Bielema and let's say Paul Christ stepped into the role because he was OC at the time. And I would ask him, look, I was a Wisconsin kid, so I was probably going to go there anyway. But if it was some other school where I wasn't so loyal to, and I would ask him, well, coach, what's the plan? Who's my head coach going to be? And he's in a position where he says, I don't know. Uh, shoot, that I mean, you have nervous. to really love the school yeah, that makes to, you to really be able to you know, stick with your commitment. So there's, there's challenges left and right. There certainly is a fascinating, fascinating story. I mean, holy crud. I, who saw this coming this year, man? Yeah, I mean, it, I I'm, it, I, it I still hasn't sunk in yet. I know. It's been a month and a half since Paul Christ was fired, and it's just still so wacky that this is the point in which the Badger season is at, where there's two games left and they're still not bowl eligible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is not normal. Losing internal guys, potentially. Like, there's our best players being rumored to another team in the Big Ten. Do you think there's any truth to that? I do, yeah. I you do? do? I do think there's truth to that. You think there was any sort of reciprocation in terms of what he was, the interest on his end as well? Uh, I'm sure I'm that... sure everybody's going to show interest in Braylon Allen. Right, but exactly. But did he, did he open and respond to the text type of thing? Uh, so he said to the media that he has a friend on the team who he conversates with often. And is that, that, is, all, is that his that... way of saying, like, yo, like, I don't know. like Look, as, as Mertzi said before, Braylon Allen. Right? What what team in the country wouldn't want Braylon Allen? Sure. Maybe Bama. Yeah. That's about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any school in the country would be lucky to have Braylon Allen. So, uh, yeah, I do think A, it's happening. B, do I, I don't know if he's reciprocating. I don't think it really matters. I think he's focused on this year. But 
if Jim Leonard's not named the head coach, I think it's going to be very quick I when we find out that Braylon Allen he, is committed to be, Michigan or whoever it is. Yeah. Uh, oh, no doubt. I think that's the ultimate X factor. I think guys are listening at this point just in case, right? Because if you're hearing, okay, it's likely to be Jim Leonard. What if it's not, though? You want to have a couple backup plans. So I think guys are listening at a yeah. minimum to what's going on out there. I mean, Brad, you made the great point. It's You're almost, I'm going to say this the wrong way, but you're, you're almost <laughs> foolish to not. Yeah. The way that yeah. things are right now right. with the opportunities that are out there, um, even if you'll never pursue it, you want to know what the atmosphere is and what the options are in this new Wild West era of college football. Mm-hmm. What do you think the uh, internal conversation is amongst the team? Like, I'm sure it ha- it's had to come up in a team meeting. Be like, I, you think he's just playing like as to each side as he possibly can, saying, like, listen, I hope I'll get this job. But there's no guarantee yet, or do you think like, or do you think he's trying to say like, I'm getting this job, I need you guys to help me here, or like, I don't really know how he'd go at that in order to kind of rally a team together in that regard, because you you don't want to give him any false promises. Mm-hmm. Yep. As a former player and a guy like him, he realizes the the game. He realizes how this works, and he realizes that guy. He hope it doesn't happen, but he realizes that guys are thinking about other places as well if it ever comes to that. What do you do as a head coach to kind of band that team together to keep them online with every with everybody when there's so much uncertainty, especially with coaching? Well, I think he's having two different conversations. I think with the team, and I've been in these rooms where head coach is fired and now an interim comes in. So even, even just to finish out the year, he is staying super short-term mindset. Like men, we are taking this week by week, and we're going to show them who we are at, at a minimum for your dignity, for your self-respect, and to claw back any sort of you know respect that we feel like we've lost. Go out there and do it because we're together. We're a family. We're a band of brothers, and we're going to go out there and, and kick some tail. So it's very short-term oriented for the guys that are in the room, right? For commitments and for recruits, I don't know what that conversation looks like. I really don't. I don't know what you could tell them. You'd have to sell them on the university in general, not yourself, and try to have them convince, which there's a lot to sell about the University of Wisconsin, for sure. So, But I think but for the guys in the locker room, it's short-termism, it's week by week, and it's like people don't respect you. Go out there and put it on film that you deserve to be respected. I think the, the beauty for Jim Leonard at this point is that he can do the calculus. He knows that those guys in that room have his back. So... He, he has the ability to go out there and paint the picture. Like, here's where I want to go with this program. I want you guys with me. Do you want to help me get this? Mm, good point. Like, let's put our best foot forward together. Let's go into this future together. If you were someone that was, you know, I mean, frankly, like Mickey Joseph. Like, yeah, you know, who knows? If you took a straw poll, like, you know, do you want me as your coach? Right. He can't do that. I feel like he's got to just kind of get through. He might be able to try it, but he can't sell that realistically. Whereas I feel like Jim Leonard can. I feel like he can be like, you know, essentially, you know, you guys want to do this. You want to keep doing this. You want me as your coach. Let's go out there and buckle down and and earn it. Hey, Brad Norman, you're a former player. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing it seems in team sport. uh, Let me rephrase. One thing in sports seems to solve a lot of issues, and that would be winning. That's correct. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, they win. Jim Hunter's going to get the job. That's right. They just got to win. As Al Davis said, just win, baby, win. As the Badgers look to do that in Lincoln, Nebraska today, taking on the 3-7, and seven, yuck, Nebraska Cornhuskers. Big Ten play, 11 a.m. kickoff. What, what channel is this game on today? Do we know? It's on is, ESPN. Is it an ESPN game? ESPN. Yeah. ESPN game. Good for us. Good for everybody involved, <laughs> truthfully. Where is college game day today? Bozeman, Montana? What college is in Bozeman, Montana? I'll give you what? one guess, Strove. 
Montana. Montana? Yeah. It's Montana crazy State, how that Montana works. State. Montana State. Montana State, yeah. Hunter. Missoula for uh, Montana. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So again, who does Montana State play? Uh, Montana. <laughs> Montana. It's a trophy yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, is, are you kidding? Or are you serious? No. It's Montana, Montana State. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a real football game? <laughs> yes, it's an FCS game. They play for a trophy that's 300 whoa, pounds. Whoa. 300 pounds? What? Yeah, what? I saw it on game day. Their trophy is 300 pounds. It's like a metal mountain with a football on top of it, and they needed six people to carry it in. It was incredible. <laughs> College football is so weird now. So weird. Hey, Freedom Trophy on the line today in yeah. Lincoln. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I know you Why guys have your trophy game? Don't little miniature like game at home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think they tried to just bring Nebraska into the fold, and let's say, let's create some rivalries for them. Hey, Wisconsin's a good opportunity. Let's just th- give them a trophy. Yeah, historically, it's not been good for Nebraska, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I remember when they rolled this thing out and Gary Anderson and his coach and and i was like oh man the university must just be hating this he's like basically like this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen why do we need a trophy for this game yeah. you can picture just the big 10 office and the uw brass like come on man sell it a little bit just you know a little right bit. and then monte ball and melvin gordon run for 800 yards each uh on the cornhuskers which means uh, braille and allen will probably do that today if i had to had to take a guess. Hopefully. Anyway, hopefully, indeed. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're fueled by Mountain Dew. Hey, you got to try Mountain Dew Zero Sugar today. It's all the Dew, zero the sugar, still the same great taste, and it's available wherever you pick up Mountain Dew. You can also pick up Mountain Dew Code Red, Mountain Dew Voltage, the regular Mountain Dew, Dye Mountain Dew, whatever you're feeling, go get it with Mountain Dew. Do the Dew. Mountain Dew, a proud partner of the Wisconsin Badgers. Trophy games are stupid. I'll tell you why next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. From L.A. to Piscataway, this is your college football scoreboard update, driven by Metro Ford of Madison. What is up, Wisconsin? I'm Hunter Vaughn. And your scoreboard update getting started with Wisconsin and Nebraska. The Badgers travel to Lincoln. That game kicks off at 11 o'clock on ESPN. And then also at 11 o'clock, Illinois goes on the road to number three, Michigan. You can hear that game right here on 100.5 ESPN. Michigan 17.5 point favorites for that one. Also in the Big Ten at 11 o'clock, Northwestern travels to Purdue. Northwestern looking to try and get their second win of the season. And then the fourth 11 o'clock game, Indiana goes to Michigan State. Sparty, 10.5 point favorites for that 11 o'clock kickoff. There's two 2.30 kickoffs, number two Ohio State on the road at Maryland. And then number 11, Penn State, they go on the road to Piscataway to take on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And then the big game in the Big Ten tonight, Iowa at Minnesota. They battle for a trophy, the Floyd of Rosedale. The only single-digit favorite game on the day in the Big Ten, Minnesota. Two-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. Metro Ford of Madison, Madison's trusted Ford dealership. Learn more at MetroFordOfMadison.com. I really like corn. What do you like about corn? It's cold. A big loaf it knobs. It has the juice. It has the juice. It's corn. I can tell you all about it. I mean, look at this thing. And everything changed. What a great song. 
This is the uh, best meme of 2022, if I had to go ahead and Easily. crown one. Yeah. Dennis Green crowned the ass of uh, its corn. There you go. TSPN Wisconsin <laughs> College Game Day. I'm Alex Drum. Wow, what's going on here? Uh, alongside Adam Ertz, Kyle Russo, former Badger Brad Norton. Planning any event can be stressful and time-consuming. The planning, production, and performance offered at Celebrations Entertainment. Well, it's the best in the business. Award-winning DJs, photo booths, MCs, and a benefit auctioneer will be on your team to help create a lifetime of memories. To have your guests say it was the best party ever, visit CelebrationsEntertainment.com. That's CelebrationsEntertainment.com. So, I mentioned on the other side, not a big fan of trophy games, right? I like the Paul Bunyan axe, right? That's a trophy game. It's one we look forward to every year. It's the final week of the season, right? It's big. Minnesota-Wisconsin feels like a rivalry. Now, I got to be honest, fellas. I didn't even realize this was a trophy game. The Freedom Trophy between Wisconsin and Nebraska. I didn't realize this existed until last year um, when when Mertzi told me all about it on the show last year. Um, this is stupid. Uh, first off, why don't you stop talking for a why while? Why don't you stop talking back there, Hunter Vaughn? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I would like to, I would like to tell you that back in 2014, at the end of the season, Bleacher Report ranked the best emerging <laughs> college football rivalries. Are you aware what made number one on that list? Well, it would be Wisconsin Nebraska. <laughs> and since that list came out, the Badgers are seven and zero against Nebraska. That's not a rivalry. Why is there a trophy? 7-0. and If one team has never won the trophy, it's not a rivalry. They there don't should even be have a trophy. one. They don't even have one. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. They've never even won the trophy. It's not a trophy game. Where do we put ours? Like, is it like at the back? Is it like oh, in a yeah. back room? Is it no, it's collecting in, dust? It's in a drawer in Paul Chris' old office. Yeah. You know, like... So put on. Who gives a damn? So put on some of those. Uh, what was that word? Like it's put on. Like you know they just try to put it on everybody. Like put on. Put on. Put on. Put on. Put on. Oh, put on. His East Coast accent came out. Yeah, there. a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. You say. You I thought you said put on. P E D O N. Put on. Like oh, uh, like you know the NCAA and Big Ten just trying to force. That. It's just stupid. So, like, yeah. And what what the hell even is the Freedom Trophy? There's just an American. Like I love our country. I love our flag. <laughs> But why is there a yeah, trophy between Nebraska and Wisconsin with the American flag on it? Like, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. And I'm on, I'm on the... Um, what is the name? Well, like, why? Freedom. Like, why? Like, I get it, but like... like what's I was just pulling this up again. What's I'm this, on the Wikipedia the page, and it doesn't explain it. Is there any historical significance among the states, this and that? Here, is the trophy a- itself is made of bronze and features images of both football team stadiums with an American flag in the center. Right. Half of the stadium's exterior is the east side of Nebraska's Memorial Stadium, and the other half is the north section of Wisconsin's Camp Randall Stadium. Right. The trophy is mounted onto a wooden base where future game scores will be inscribed. That's all I got. Imagine get, being Nebraska, winning that, and then just looking at the game scores, and Wisconsin, it's like Wisconsin, 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 42, Wisconsin. 7, 31, 7, like 28, 10. 70 to 31. Like, yeah, yeah, 70 yeah. to 31. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? Worst part is this is the first time these two teams have met with, with uh, neither team. Well, Wisconsin not being ranked since 2015. As the last five matchups, Wisconsin is ranked in the top 20 in the AP poll. And they've won all five of those games as well. So, well, If you're going to do a trophy game between Wisconsin and Nebraska, why wouldn't you do like cheese and corn? Right? Like no, that's that. what I'm saying. Like, what, like that, what's the significance the yellow of the freedom part? Like, yeah. I, I, I understand it. Freedom. We love it. We're all for it. But like. 
Wisconsin, there's no historical significance. Yeah. I don't there, remember. There like, is historical significance. There's a certain former coach. Yes, who, Barry and, Alvarez. Yeah, yes. he played and went to Nebraska. Right. What does that have to do with freedom? I'm just saying that's why they did this. Okay, um, so he had the freedom to leave his alma mater and coach at a different school. Is that is that where what he then went and coached at <laughs> Iowa first? Is but, that what this know. indicates? They should have just freedom made freedom to coach wherever you want. You have the freedom to move northeast, Barry Alvarez. Congratulations. <laughs> they should have just made it a bronze bust of Barry. Yeah, just exchange it back that for Barry. Yeah. That'd right. make a hell of a lot more sense. Could you imagine running around the field with a Barry statue? That'd be awesome. Just like holding it by the legs. <laughs> that would See, be I awesome. like this idea. I thought it would be much more fun, and like you can kind of have some fun with it rather than just like the freedom trophy. Yeah. If you're going to implement a new trophy game, consult the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day panel because we know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, all right? we'll give him some ideas. Like how everyone kisses the axe, you could like rub his head or something. <laughs> <laughs> kissing the axe, little spot. right? Yeah, that's a, that's a risky sentence. Kiss, kissing the axe, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave that there for you guys. Yeah, let's just simmer in that for a minute. <laughs> Jump around a tradition for your Wisconsin Badgers. And at Canopy Wealth Management, they also carry a longstanding tradition. It's like a trophy game of working in your best interest of their clients every single day. They're rooted in the community, which is why they partner with Gilda's Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. They're a fiduciary, which means they strive to work in the best interest of their clients, providing you with the tools and resources you need to achieve your goals, go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with Canopy Wealth Management today. The snow is coming down in Madison, Wisconsin. What's happening in Lincoln? We talked to a me- I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk to a meteorologist next. Uh, good call, bad call. Wonderful segment. Hunter Vaughn's going to give us a statement. We're going to tell him if it's a good call or a bad call. That's next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Brewed by Coors Light and presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. ESPN Wisconsin College game day rolling out on your Saturday morning as the snow flies in Madison. And we'll be starting shortly in Lincoln, Nebraska, where the Badgers play today at Nebraska. Trophy game. Everybody's very excited about that. Everybody's favorite trophy game. What's the name of the trophy? Freedom Trophy. Good job. It's going to be found in a, put in a, stored in a closet, never looked at or touched again. It'll nope. be at your local Goodwill. Yeah. Is it, a big tro- is it a big trophy? It's like a normal. It looks size. big. Yeah. I mean, they got half half the stadium. Of it's it's trophy size. It, it's no. It's no it's Montana. Sized. It's no Montana. Montana State trophy. No, that that is the king of trophies. That's so Montana. Look, too. I kind of love it's college big, game day being right? there. I think I've changed my tune. Right? Like, there's better games in the country, obviously, than Montana. This Montana. Is, this State, is not that good of a week. Like, no, it's there's not. There's Utah, Oregon, USC, USCLA. USC, UCLA is gonna have no juice whatsoever because that they can't fill anywhere. And then Utah, Oregon, I mean, they've already been to an Oregon game this year. I doubt they want to go again. I think it's pretty cool that they do these small ones. Can you imagine the buzz on these college campuses when college game day comes? I mean, you could go to Alabama every year if you want. And Alabama, 
is awesome, they would deserve college game days. But there's probably a bit of a numbing effect that would occur from just the constant college game day showing up. You show up to Montana State, yeah, those guys are going to be wild. And yeah. just seen a few clips from it, man, it looks like they're having a ton of fun. There's a yeah, there's a numbing effect there today too. It looks like it's about two <laughs> degrees. But um, no, in fact, uh, I've got some friends in in Mount Horeb, their daughter Ellie. Ellie Olson is in the band in Montana State. They were up at 5.30 this morning, you know, getting ready. It's a huge thing on campus. So wow. I think you're right. You know, this will be like legendary. It'll, there'll be like a probably an area in their athletics facility. They'll have a photo. be like, remember that day in totally. 2022 when college game day came to Bozeman. It's like when they went to Old Dominion in Troy earlier in the year as well. I know that was a huge deal as well. Yeah, I know when I was in school talking to the SID at UW-Whitewater, and they've been trying for years to get game day to come to do one of their games. But I guess ESPN has basically said you got to play like Mount Union or somebody that's like basically a national championship rematch to get them. But I mean, you even have D3 schools trying to get them to come. It is such a cool thing that they go to. Tell D3 we'll come. We'll go to a D3 school. We'll do it. Line it up. Okay. It'll be fun. We'll go to a Whitewater (laughs) game. We've got a stage. We just need a desk. Yeah, well, let's go to Platteville and we can do pregame, yeah. postgame. Platteville and Stevens Point, the worst game in the conference. <laughs> I mean, if it. we want to actually see a good game, then we'd have to watch Oshkosh. What was that? What was that Texas team you had us uh, Harden break down? Simmons. Harden Simmons. Oh yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll go down to Texas and we'll break down one of their games. Well, speaking of Division Three football, you can catch the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on ESPN Madison later today. UW River Falls takes on. Oh, boy, I'm going to blank on uh, don't tell Wash- me, don't, uh, don't, uh, Washington University of St. Louis. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm sorry. I see that, you were telling that, me not to. That game, uh, that game takes place at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium in Sun Prairie later today. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padola will be on the call of that. Uh, so just a, a programming note for those of you in Madison. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day postgame show will take place immediately after the game, but that will be on ESPN Milwaukee. You can catch the re-air of our postgame show following the conclusion of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. There's your programming note. And another one for you. It's time to play Good Call, Bad Call, presented by Gruber Law Offices. Good call. Good call. Or bad call. I got a bad feeling about this. On ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day is brought to you by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. Who doesn't love Carly Rae Jepsen? It is time to play Good Call, Bad Call. Hunter Vaughn has some statements for us. We tell him if it's a good call or bad call. It's not really that hard to figure out. Here we go. Go ahead, Hunter. Well, Colin Russo kind of alluded to it. Not a whole lot of great games. No. I just want to take you through some of the games that the SEC in particular are playing this weekend. You have Austin Pay traveling to number eight, Alabama. Oh, great. You have Eastern Tennessee State going to Mississippi State. Upset alert. And then, for some weird reason, Florida. They're going to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt coming off. Coming off a win, though, SEC, oh, first yeah. in 2016. Worst excuse for a football program Good in the country. Good for Vanderbilt. Nashville needed that. So, I want to know from you guys, good call, bad call. This move by the SEC to play these non-conference games late in the year is the weakest move by any conference in college football. By any conference? Any. I think it's a good call. I mean, I can't. You don't, call, ho- you don't hold any other conference to this high of a standard. It's a good call. I, I guess that's a good point. But the thing with the SEC is like nobody's on their level in terms of the competition you get in conference. So I, they shouldn't do it late year. I agree with that because if anything, this should be the part of the year where it's supposed to be toughest, and you shouldn't have any sort of cupcake games. This have it in the beginning. Have those paid games. Have it when it's still nice out and this and that. I'll go. 
bad call for the sake that I think the SEC is so competitive they can get away with it, especially with the realignment coming up. So I'll stick with that, but I understand both sides. I'm going to go with a bad call, actually. I think Ooh. everybody, every team has their one trash game, right? So you can just throw it in. The question is when you play it. Yeah. I actually like having it later in the season. It opens up for other conference games to be pretty good. I actually like the fact that the SEC plays really, really good non-conference games early in the season. Georgia-Oregon? Yeah, it makes for great early season games. Bury these games late when we have good games around the country that are normal division or normal conference games. So I think that's actually a bad call. Mm. I was really curious to hear Brad's take on this as a player because I could see where this interruption of maybe, you know, like your level of competition would be disruptive as you're heading into, you know, kind of down the stretch if, if you're a championship caliber team. Um, but it's working. So I'm going to say that it's a bad call because, I mean, it, the proof's in the pudding with the SEC's done. And I agree. Like, remember how you had typically like three cupcake games in September in Madison? That's not very fun. You don't feel like football season starts until October. Yeah, so. you're waiting until it gets really cool. Yeah. Like, having a nice game so early. That's bit. why having Bama yep. coming into town yep. in two years is going to be a great change Absolutely. Well, for well, <laughs> <laughs> do, we, are we, do we want that? <laughs> for the sake of it, yeah. <laughs> Now, on to the college football playoff. I know things got maybe a little heated last week as we talked about TCU. Uh, nobody's still sore about that at all in the <laughs> room. Uh, there's a chance that we see an Ohio State-TCU semifinal game for the college football playoff. Good call, bad call. TCU is the best option for Badger fans to cheer for in that scenario. I'll tell you, as a salty yeah, person Brad for both start. of these teams, I'll start that. Um, I would say bad call. I, I would I would root for Ohio State. In the college football playoff, I want to see the Big Ten do well, actually. I, I do not like Ohio State. However, I don't like TCU either. But even if even if they were to play a team that I'm sort of neutral on, uh, maybe like a Tennessee or something, I'd like to see the Big Ten do well. I think it validates the conference. I don't want to necessarily see them win the national championship, but I'd like to see them be respectable. Uh, good call, Matt. Call. There should be some more 10 a.m. kickoffs as Navy and UCF just kicked off. Oh, weird. Good that, call, right? Yeah, good, that's a good yeah, call. Yeah, you should have football all day. This on is a great. Yeah. There's football on already. It's amazing. Sorry, I got distracted, Hunter. What's the question? <laughs> Would you just listen to me for once, yeah. please? Something about TCU, Ohio State. Yeah, is TCU the better cheering I option? think I'm with Brad on this. I think I'd cheer for the Big Ten at that point. As much as I don't like Ohio State. But I also want the fresh blood. Yeah. Uh, good call. Uh, yeah, I'd root for TCU. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna jump. I'm going to jump on with Stroke there. I definitely think that I like the new blood. College football, we've seen the same five freaking teams go to this college football playoff for six, seven years now. Let's change it up. Why not? I think TCU, they need to win out to deserve, to get in. Keep them in. Let's let, 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 it, let, it make a, let it make a statement. I'd, I'd be kind of reluctantly probably rooting for Ohio State in this one for the reason Brad mentioned, just having Big Ten out there. But it, it made me think about like which Big Ten team would I not root for in that situation. Michigan. I'm not a big fan of Michigan. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm, I have a hard time with that all the time. Yeah. And Minnesota, but I won't have to worry about that. No, you don't. <laughs> Probably never well, will. Well, hey, Ohio said he has to beat Michigan next week in order yeah? to get in there. I think they're only going to put they're, one Big Ten team in. but No, the, everything I've been seeing is that unless Ohio State or Michigan gets blown out either way, you think they're, both bo they're both getting in, and it, there's a very oh, wow. real chance I that they're I, two I, I think so. I, don't know. I think so. Without a, uh, a Big Ten 
or there's not going to be a championship appearance for the runner-up of that game. You're going to put one of those teams in over, let's say, a USC who has a win over UCLA and Notre Dame and then a Pac-12 championship at the end of the year. You're they did it with Bama a few years ago. And yep. then Bama won the title. Yeah, so that's why. That's why it's interesting because they're definitely going to put Georgia in. I think, a hot take, I think if LSU beats go. Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think they're going to put LSU in. LSU is a two-loss team. They're not team. putting a two-loss team in. That, if they no. beat Georgia, I think they would. No. No, they there's would. no way. I don't I think, think so. What are I they like ranked it. right I now? Like they're, they're six. Out there. Seven. So they moved up. Yeah, they're six or seven right now. They have wins over Bama and Georgia. That's great. They still lost two games. They're not putting a two-loss team in if they're undefeated know, in one loss. Be- beating Georgia and <laughs> Bama in an SEC championship. This could oh, get interesting. And if you do that, because Oregon, they're definitely nah, not going to do Oregon now after they lost. So it's USC, Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Tennessee probably not because they're not going to be able to compete in that SEC championship game. It's either LSU, and then TCU. yeah, and then TCU if they win out. Hmm. If TCU, TCU, if TCU loses, we could do this all out. <laughs> if TCU, that, I love putting the committee in a tough spot here. This is a tough spot. If TCU wins out, Georgia's going to get in. I think they're going to put the pack winner in and the winner of the uh, the the game, the Ohio State Michigan game. Let's say USC loses, who do you put in there? You're going to put in the LSU team, or are you going to put in Tennessee? Or are you going to put in the runner up of the Michigan Ohio State game, who didn't get to compete in the Big Ten title game? Colin Russo's ears are evidently smoking. His face is turning red. No, I love this. I love putting them in the tough spot. I think they'd put LSU in over the runner-up of that Michigan-Ohio State. He's just pointing at Hunter Vaughn. Have you ever seen the meme of uh, It's Always Sunny and, like, Charlie is like, that's that's what Colin is like when going through college college football playoff scenarios. That's an interesting spot, Hunter. Mad scientist. It's just such a crazy spot. I have one more question, and it actually (laughs) pertains to the game today. Uh, Nebraska, we mentioned it earlier. They have not been good against Wisconsin or really in the Big Ten at all. They haven't been good. End uh, of sentence. Yeah, they just have not been good. Uh, Nebraska joining the Big Ten was the worst decision in their school's history. Good call, bad call. Uh, it's a bad call. Um, look, they're in a better conference than they were, even though they haven't been winning games. Especially it's still now. notable. Yeah, that yeah. conference is going down. That's true. It's not going to be a conference in three years. Uh, probably a couple Probably more. will. It probably will. They'll pick up. They're going to pick up a couple. Schools. You think so? Yes. They're going to pick apart the Mountain West. Yeah, yeah. They're going to pick apart some school. Uh, I think they're going to get to Gonzaga for basketball. I think they were I talking. I saw they were about. talking. So, yeah. like, well, that's that. fun. I like that. Yeah. Uh, 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 it's a bad call. Yeah, bad call. Uh, I mean, the Big Twelve is going to be made up of like Houston and UCF pretty soon, and like a bunch of schools that are kind of like that second tier. So why not make some money? Big Ten is going to is one of. The second, one of the two biggest conferences, why not be involved in that? If they eventually bounce back, then boom. Then they're a big player in a big conference instead of Big 12, which is disintegrating in front of our very eyes. Big fish in a big pond? You, you had great points in the in the break, Mertz, you talking about. Because I asked, oh, do, yeah. you, do you think they regret going to the Big 10? I asked that, and you had some good points. Yeah, so I mean, like, for one thing, the thing that's sticking out with me is that we're having a football conversation right now. If you're thinking about the whole... You know, pantheon of sports that you're offering. The Big Ten is a better choice for Nebraska, for sure. You look at like volleyball and you know other other sports where they're a little bit more competitive. Two things are one, money, obvious. I mean, the Big Ten is just going to be raking in dough like no other. Um, Nebraska would have Nebraska come along with Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC grab, maybe, maybe if with they their were current able to keep play, their they wouldn't know, but they, if they were better, than yeah, they, they probably would have maintained better. But the big thing that struck me about this was. Um, that, that makes it tough from a competitive standpoint in football 
is that when they were playing Texas and Oklahoma all the time, they recruited heavily out of those schools. And obviously, you don't have a lot of in-state talent in Nebraska. I feel like that once they lost that, that connection of being able to say, hey, you come to Nebraska, but we're going to be playing in front of your family's driving distance from your family's nonstop. I think that's eroded a lot of their um, talent pipeline. So, I mean, that's, that's the counter argument, but I still think Big Ten was the right move for that university. I'm not going to be a head coach because clock management, not my top skill. We are running way late, so we got to take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll reset. We'll look at Nebraska, Wisconsin. Uh, we've still got a bunch to come up an hour or two. We got to play Pella Window into the opponent. We got to make game picks. We got to tell you who's going to win between Wisconsin and Nebraska. That's all still ahead at ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day.